Where's your car, dude? Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I am McLovin. Your mom goes to college. Oh, Billy. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Welcome back to the Power 5 Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us this week. My name is Kevin, and every week we take a topic and our panel ranks it. And This week we take on the impossible task of ranking our favorite comedy movies of all time. Joining the pod as always is Christian and Colin this evening. Yo, what's up, Podfather? Uh, just want to say we got a special guest with us here tonight. Morgan Thomas is with us, ladies and gentlemen, host, producer of The Morgan Thomas Show on 105.5 The Roar, Thursday morning producer for The Mickey Plyler Show, which is where you guys have probably heard him as well. Morgan's an Army vet, Clemson NBA. He's been very busy with the Clemson recruiting cycle. I know recently, Morgan, thanks so much for coming on the Power 5 Pod, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, buddy. Awesome. Let me ask you, you, Morgan. Like, I know recently on the Mickey Plyler show, you guys have been doing some top five rankings. I I don't know if it's been a day when you've been producing, but has that been something that's been a a recent popular topic? Yeah, I think it started a couple of weeks ago and I got a part of it. Now he does it very impromptu. You know, when you get on the radio or when you're, you're with a podcast, it's, it's 50, 50, whether somebody tells you what they're going to talk about or not. And with the with the uh, top five lists, it's all right off the top of your head. So he does not give me a chance to write anything down or think about it and uh, makes it very, very difficult. But you get, I guess, the most organic or raw response, uh, you know, the truest uh, response, maybe a little rapid <laughs> fire. I like it. How many times have you ranked something? And then after you finish ranking, you know, maybe later on in the afternoon, you're like, oh, gosh, man, I I completely whiffed on this. I should have included, you know, a certain thing in my rankings. Oh, yeah. And it was funny because there were some rankings like, you know, I mean, I I don't follow every single sport. I'm not I'm not a full time radio guy, so I can't literally follow as much as the, the professionals do. But you know, it got to a point where there were certain questions and I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna have to make it up top, top of my head. I don't know my top five <laughs> hockey players or golf players or, you know, I don't watch every single sport. So things like that where I'm like, man, I wish I had some time where I could go back and think about it more. Morgan, can I tell you what really led me to say I've got to get Morgan Thomas on the show is you're the only person I've heard go toe to toe with Walt Deptula and talk about, I think you might've been talking about basketball player or something on his show. Like you're not afraid to go toe to toe Mm. with guys like that. Am I right? You know, I, I, I got on his show. My, I started, I started on YouTube. Okay. So I'm really just doing it like you guys. I mean, I'm just kind of having fun. I'm a Clemson fan. I'm Clemson grad. And I just started talking about Clemson and it just kind of snowballed, you know, just kept doing it consistent, consistently. That's the hardest thing is just ha- doing something every single week. There's right. been plenty of people that who've podcasted with me, or I would say at the same time as me, or maybe, you know, started the same time as me that have quit because it takes a lot of effort to, to do something every single week. And so once I started doing that and I saw, you know, saw, saw some consistency in my schedule and my podcasting and, and, you know, YouTube channel, 
I got, you know, some opportunities on the roar. And, and as you mentioned, the first time I was on the radio, I was a guest caller with Walt and I was so nervous. I was shaking, like my hands were shaking, my feet were shaking. I was just I was so nervous about how the show was going to go one made one to make sure I sounded good and all this stuff. And then he literally had me on for one question and answer and then hung up on me right after that. So I was like, okay, this is how this, I mean, I was, I was probably on for, that was on Ramona. She accidentally hit the button. Oh yeah. Ramona probably did that, (laughs) but you know, I was on for like two and a half minutes and I I was just so nervous about the throw up nervous. And I thought thinking back, I'm like, why was I so nervous? Why was I so, you know, worried about that? You know? And then he messaged me, he goes, Hey, sorry. You know, we came up to the top of the hour. I'm going to bring you on in a week or so, you know, it took about a week or so. And then I got 10 minutes and then, you know, a month or so later, I got 20 minutes. And then, you know, he invited me just recently to do the NFL draft show, which was like four hours. So just yeah. like I said, it starts snowballing once you, once you get going, but Walt is definitely a very intimidating guy because if you talk to him, you realize he watches so much and talks so much sports. It's almost, and he even says this, it's a sickness, you know, it's, it, it's right. a disease how much he wants. He doesn't do oh, much yeah. of anything. Absolutely. It's funny that you speak to that about Walt because we've invited him on the show. I, I'm not kidding you, probably five to 10 times. And we've gotten some some interaction back from him. I would I would love to, to have Walt on. Um, I think we initially invited him on on our Pet Peeves episode. We've had several Pet Peeves episode. We actually got Roy Philpott on for that, which was fun. Oh, but, um, yep. But – Walt, you mentioned how much he watches things and watches every sport and pays attention to everything. And that was pretty much the reason why he said, man, guys, I'm sorry, but I do my own research. I am literally doing it all, trying to find out everything that I can. I'm, I'm just not going to be able to do it right now. One thing Walt, that I've realized with Walt is, and I, and, I, and I don't listen to him. I used to listen to him every single day, and I don't listen to him as much anymore, maybe once a week now, I hate to say that, but you, you really, if you want to be your own voice, you can't listen to one person that much because what I noticed was my opinions were the same as his opinions. And I was kind of almost getting a little bit of group think there. So I want to have to your point, I want to have my own opinions. And so, you know, I think it's good to watch and listen to other people just so you can get some insight on how they're doing things and, and how they're maybe producing their show or, or how they, plan out their show or study. But then again, you want to have your own opinion, you know, and um, there were times where I have talked to Walt and I'm like, I'm just saying what you're saying. And I really don't even know if I believe it. Yeah. He's got that effect, man. No doubt about it. Well, you know, speaking of that, you know, tonight we're going to be ranking our top five comedies. Kevin, you said it, we've done so many shows where we've said we're doing the impossible, you know, nineties rock. We're doing the impossible. A lot of our top fives have been impossible, but we've still done it. And so to, to whittle down your top five comedies of all time. Again, this isn't what the world thinks. You know, this is what Morgan Thomas thinks. This is what Colin Thompson, Kevin Williams, Christian Graver thinks. So I'm excited to hear, see what kind of parody we have tonight. Uh, Morgan, I don't know how old you are. We range from 34, 35 to, you know, what are you, Kevin, 50? 61. Um, but, <laughs> you know, we, we've got, you know, lots of 90s in our blood here. So interesting to see what happens tonight. Um, Ready to get into this here shortly, Kevin. What do you say? 
Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Christian, start us off. Morgan, you'll be going second. I will be in the third spot. And Colin, you'll be cleaning us up in the four hole. All right, guys, we're talking our top five comedy films of all time. All right. So we're going to rank our five here. All right, guys, let's do it. Number five. All right, guys, coming in at number five for me. Want to hit the criteria before I jump into my list. If you told me, Christian, you can only have five comedy films in your lifetime that you're going to share with somebody, you're going to put in a time capsule, or there's only five comedies that you can watch for the rest of your days. That's how I went with my list tonight. So I'm going to see some stuff over the past probably three decades here. Again, I'm 35, about to be 36, but I think you're going to see a little bit from each of the last few decades. So with no further ado, coming in at number five from 2009, this is a movie that got 79% Rotten Tomatoes. I went into this movie with not the highest expectations because I don't think the marketing was there, but it's become one of the biggest cult comedy classics Cooper, you're talking Ed Helms, you're talking about Zach Galifianakis, who finally got the respect he deserved. Ladies and gentlemen, it is none other than The Hangover. And when I was thinking of comedies, man, I just said, you know, how could I have a list of kind of influential comedies over the past few decades without The Hangover? So, ladies and gentlemen, kicking off our list tonight, number five, The Hangover. Great pick, Christian. Boom. I, I had a, I'm sure it will be back. I was also just full transparency. I was the most excited to hear your list tonight because I knew it was <laughs> going to be strong. Well, I appreciate that, Colin. I feel like I've let you down recently because there's a few movies I haven't watched. And so I've been, I really just want to please you tonight. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's what I'm here for. All right, Morgan, what you got at number five, man? All right. So number five for me, and this was actually a very difficult list to do because even if you go, I mean, if you, if you Google, and that's how I kind of started. So I Googled, top comedy movies out there there are there are lists they're not top five lists there are top 200 top 300 lists all the way back to like 1920 oh yeah i'm like you got to be kidding me there's no way i know all these movies and to be honest with you if you watch my show at all you know you probably know that houston and allen are probably way better at uh, this type of top five list because they're like the quote masters. I mean, they can literally <laughs> quote almost any of these we're probably going to talk about tonight. But so I'm not that good. So I hate to disappoint you. But this one is near and dear to my heart because it started about the same time where I was, you know, I, I don't know if I was like finishing high school or yeah, I was I was getting ready to finish high school. So I'm 35. And this is around 2004. Napoleon Dynamite. Well, what's there to eat? Get off, Napoleon. Make yourself a dang quesadilla. Fine. Stay home and eat all the freaking chips, Kip. Napoleon, don't be jealous. That and I, I remember, the reason why I remember this, this movie so much is because I didn't go see it in the theater. I didn't buy it, actually. I bootlegged it from probably like LimeWire or Napster. So, you know, come get me. <laughs> come get me for my, for my bootlegging. <laughs> Uh, adventure there but I, I remember uh that one and I, I always think you know I think for me anything that's quotable is good you know uh, your mom goes to college or I could throw this football over these uh, mountains you know <laughs> or uh, eat your food Tina just stuff like that or you know just the iconic gifts that you can do in your text messages uh oh, yeah. that, that revolve around Napoleon Dynamite so that's why I had it in my top five love that eat your tots quesadilla I love it, bro. That's a great movie. It's it's quotable. It's one of those 
rare. I call it, it's kind of like a cult comedy as well. I mean, it's one of those that it was like MTV productions. I don't think I saw it in theaters either. I think I ended up getting the DVD randomly and then it became a, an all time staple, man. I love that pick. I did not even go there. So I love it. Got range tonight. Yeah, so Christian, love the hangover pick. Morgan was never a huge Napoleon Dynamite fan, right? <laughs> right. I kind of, but but I know it's got that cult following and people love it. And it's, I, I mean, heck, I just laughed when Christian was sitting here rolling off a line. Of course, Christian can roll off just about any line and I'm generally going to giggle. Anyways, it, it, it kind of reminds me of like that. I don't know. Hey, dude, where's your car at? Right. Like a lot of people love that, but <laughs> I never got into it. Hey, or, dude, or where's like, your car at? Love that flick. Or like Joe Dirt or something like that. I never got Joe quite Dirt. into to Joe Dirt. But man, that's the beauty of comedy, right? Things are are funny in different ways to different people in certain types of comedy, right? Like I feel confident Colin's list are going to be completely different than ours. I don't know. He's probably going to have some hangover on there. Definitely going to have some Vince Vaughn, right? I mean, that's Colin's, Colin's game, but I had fun making this list, man. I mean, very nostalgic stuff. My criteria was simply this. All right. Did I, do I love these movies enough to have actually purchased them when DVDs were a thing? Have, they made such an impression on my life that they are very, very rewatchable. Am I always excited to tune in, even if it's just for 10 or 15 minutes, if I see it, if I catch it on, do I, do I have some quotes that are just ingrained in my head forever due to these movies, right? Those, that's kind of how I, I, I drew my cut. Okay. So here we go. Coming in at number fives, none other than the 1980 classic from Bushwood country club. We've got Caddyshack, right? We've got Bill Murray. We've got Chevy Chase. We've got Rodney Dangerfield finally getting some respect from Caddyshack. Guys, you know, anytime we talk about some movies, I'm always going to throw in some just random, interesting facts. Okay. So my favorite scene in that movie and Lord, the whole movie is, is, is funny in my opinion, but my favorite scene is when they throw the baby Ruth candy bar into the Bushwood country club swimming pool. Okay. And this little girl sees it and she thinks it's a floating turd, right? She's like, Oh, it's a, it's duty. Right. Well, doing some reading on that, Bill Murray and his brother, which we've talked about his brother on here before, Christian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's been in some flicks. Yes, he has. He he actually wrote he actually wrote Caddyshack or was he was the was boss the, on Christmas Vacation, right? Correct. Yes. That's it, yeah. Anyway, so that scene in Caddyshack was a real prank that the Murray brothers used to do when they were in high school. They would throw a candy bar into a community pool and <laughs> That's that's how that got actually into the movie. How about that? Hey, here's something nuts. The director's cut was four and a half hours long. What they thought the whole thing was they thought the whole thing was funny, so they had a difficult time cutting it back. But yeah, four and a half hour long director cut. Here we go. Caddyshack coming in at number five. Love it. Knew it would come up on a list. Probably yours, Kevin. Such a classic. Again, a movie from your generation. So I love that you're bringing that into the mix here. When you were in high school, you probably saw that with your buddies at the drive-in in Greenwood. Oh, um, but what I did want to say is it's funny. You mentioned the baby Ruth. It was the same baby Ruth used in the Goonies when Saul said, hey, you guys. <laughs> That's just a fun fact. Colin, what you got, buddy? 
Good stuff, Kalo. All right. So criteria for me tonight, uh, very similar, you know, to Kevin's all about is, does this movie ever get old for me? And if the answer was yes, then it's not on the list. Um, These are movies that I think like somebody mentioned, if they're on, I'm watching them, even if it's just for like a 30 minute segment. Also, I tended to give weight to quotes that I use, love dropping in quotes, you know, so, so the movies kind of, uh, you know, throughout this list are going to be funny. You mentioned, you know, Kevin's high school days. I'm actually going to go to Kevin's college days with the 1986 film Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Um, he's sick. Yes. Um, this was not really a movie that I necessarily sat down planning to have on this list, but it just kind of kept coming back. I understand maybe if if some would say that I'm, I'm overrating it by having it at five, but it was just a movie, man, that like, especially growing up, like homesick or, you know, whatever, like I'm watching it if it's on. You know, it's funny as I was doing research, looking back at some of the clips of the movie, uh, Matthew Broderick and Alan Ruck, just how young they look in this movie as they play Ferris and Cameron is, you know, best friend. And ultimately, you know, most people probably know the plot line, but, you know, Ferris finds a way to skip school and, and kind of dodge the principal and his parents all day. Uh, so number five, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I love that pick, Colin. You know, I mean, that's it's a great film, an all-time classic. Not on my list, but definitely respectable. Would definitely be in there. Um, just an influential film. No matter when you were born, you should know that movie and have seen it. My favorite thing about that movie is just Mr. Rooney fighting this battle, willing to die on the hill of proving that Ferris Bueller is skipping school. And the poor guy just, he just loses in that. <laughs> it's, it's so yeah, funny. Man. Love it. Love Mr. Rooney. Very nice. Nice pick. All right, guys. Number four. All right, guys, coming in at number four, we're going to hit you back to 2007. So this is back in my college days. And to me, this was one of those coming of age type movies back in the 05, 06, 07 range. You know who was on top of the world then? It was people like Seth Rogen, people like Jonah Hill. If you remember the summer of 07, there were so many great comedy movies. But I can't believe, fellas, that it's been, do the math, 15 years to this summer that this movie came out. It's probably the raunchiest movie on my list here. Uh, I've cleaned myself up over the days. But this was actually based on true events from Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen talking about their high school going into college, starring Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah, and everybody lo- knows our man McLovin. Ladies and gentlemen, it is super bad. I am McLovin. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it back in 07 or if you've seen it since then. I literally watched it like last weekend or two weekends ago on TV again. It just brought me back to that time. Jonah Hill was really coming into his own, becoming the huge actor that he is. Seth Rogen and Bill Hader as the cops that end up taking McLovin on that journey throughout the night. I mean, such a such a great film. Iconic at its time. Definitely pretty vulgar. Lots of lines I cannot say today, but I couldn't think of having a top five list without a movie from that year and in that group of Judd Apatow type films again Judd Apatow Judd Apatow whatever you want to call it Adam Sandler's college roommate best buddy he started producing movies like 40 year old virgin knocked up super bad and for me super bad had to make the list coming in at number four classic CG pick for sure you like that yes you know just like Morgan right I'm all I'm starting with like a google list of best 
so-called comedies of all time or whatever. And any time movies like that were, were showing up in that range, Christian, you know, that like Oh five to 12 to 15 range, man. Like I instantly knew, all right, this is, that's Christian's wheelhouse right there, man. This is where he's going to be living tonight. Oh yeah. You know, at my sweet spot. So I did watch some of the clips. So I went on YouTube and watched some clips of super bad just to remember how it went. <laughs> And uh, I just remember that movie too, just thinking like, man, this is, this is how I felt like I acted in high school, you know? Right. Um, so it was a very iconic movie. I didn't realize that everybody was all connected, you know, and you see Jonah Hill. I mean, he's so young in that movie. It's like, man, oh, yeah. this really makes you feel old. So that's why I had to turn it off. Cause I didn't want to feel that was fat Jonah. Old. Uh, yeah, but he was, a, he was a little kid, man. And, you know, it's just that's so right. weird to see him versus who he is now. You know, I can't, I can't imagine, you know, I mean, I just, I feel like an old man now. It kind of, it kind of had the same effect when I realized nobody was playing high school or college football. That was, that everybody was younger than me all of a sudden, you know, when you pass that year and you're like, oh no, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it was after T Tim Tebow for me, then everybody yep. after him was younger than me. And I'm like, oh no, I'm the old guy. You know? <laughs> They're just um, kids. That's but right. yeah, I like that movie a lot. And I didn't realize that they were all connected. Like you said, he was his Adam Sandler. You got to really give it to that guy because he literally employed how many of his friends in all of his movies and they all went on to do other things too. And same thing with, um, with Will Ferrell and a lot of the others, they all kind of use their oh, own yeah. friends, you know? Um, and it was funny to go back and watch some of the clips and realize, wait a minute, Vince Vaughn's in this one and, 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 uh, Steve Carell is in this one. And right. you know, they're, they may not even be a, a, a lead actor, but they're in it, you know, somewhere. So that's kind of cool. But, um, this one is actually my number four is, would probably be number one on many, but it's number four for me because there's a few ahead that are more sentimental, maybe not as funny, but more sentimental to me. But this one is also kind of sentimental because as you know, I do the radio. So, and I do a YouTube channel where I'm on TV, kind of. So uh, Anchorman is my number four. Yeah. Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline. 60% of the time, it works every time. That does now, again, yes. I wanted to make it higher. But again, quotable, rich mahogany, uh, <laughs> you know, Love the it. Sex Panther. You know, 60% yeah. of the time, it works every time. Every time. Um, just <laughs> quotable type things. And uh, some of the stuff, some of the jokes in there, as you mentioned, was super bad. You go back and you're like, wow, that I can't believe we got away with jokes like that. But, um, you know, definitely, definitely a really funny movie. Well, how about that movie? Also, Judd Apatow, by the way, produced that, which is crazy. Seth Rogen plays a cameraman who doesn't even get credited. That movie is talk wow. about an all-star cast. See, I don't, I mean, I don't, that, I'm not nerdy enough to know all that, but that is crazy. <laughs> that is how much of a movie buff I am. But I love the pick, Morgan. Actually flirted with that myself. So I'm so glad somebody put it on there. Like you said, I mean, it's legendary, you know. So love it. Also, Judd Apatow, hardcore Pearl Jam fan. How about that? Just, just letting you know. Just letting <laughs> yeah, you know Mickey if you did know. Same way. That's yeah, right. Mickey Plyler. That's right. All right, here we go. Coming in at number four, guys, this is a little bit off the grid, I think, but man, it holds a special place in my heart. I have watched this, I've, I think, a hundred times probably. 2000 classic Ben Stiller, Robert De Niro, Owen Wilson. We got Meet the Parents. Geppetto. That's what I named him, Geppetto. I, I, I had no idea you could milk a cat. Oh, yeah, you can milk anything with nipples. 
I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Okay, could we change subject, perhaps? I mean, anytime your lead character's name is Gaylord Fokker, it's going to be a pretty funny <laughs> movie, right? Listen, guys, I don't know if you realize this. First of all, I had a $55 million budget. They had, I don't know if you remember one of the opening scenes, but it's when Ben Stiller is proposing to to his, uh, his fiance, I guess, Pam, right? The original script called for that proposal to be in Wrigley Stadium, but or at Wrigley Field, but Wrigley Field was going to, going to charge them too much, so they had to uh, to scrap that idea. But anyways, fifty five million dollar budget. It ended up grossing three hundred and thirty million. It ended up being a huge, absolutely huge film. Guys, I don't know if you know this either. Jim Carrey was the original target that Ben Stiller played, and Jim Carrey actually came up with the name Gaylord Fokker. And <laughs> it actually ended up How about sticking. that. Um, yeah, number four, Meet the Parents. Love wow. that. That's such a Kevin Williams, though, pick. Like, you guys think of me during that genre. I should have – I could have guessed Kevin's list. That's a – that's a classic, man. I, I love that and could not see Jim Carrey in that role. Oh, no. I ben Stiller was, was the right pick there. That's the reason I'm a male nurse, Gaylord Fokker. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew it would make a list somewhere tonight. All right, number four for me. This is probably the, the movie on the list that is the most unlike my comedy, what I tend to gravitate towards. Uh, I imagine it will be back on the list somewhere. But I'm going with the 2008 flick Step Brothers. Not a a huge Will Ferrell guy. I mean, but this one kind of kind of teeters that line of of where I can tolerate him and and where you know. Just shut your mouth. Much. Just shut your mouth. Um, shut your really, mouth, Colin. The range of John C. Riley uh, is probably what elevates this one onto my list, man. I mean, I love him in so many movies like Days of Thunder and For Love of the Game and. And, you know, his range is pretty incredible and probably underrated, really. But a lot of quotable lines in this movie. Approached $100 million in the U.S., Step Brothers at number four. Colin, Brant, and myself saw that movie together at Cherrydale Cinemas in 08 when the frat pack was taking off. We were selling our bootleg CDs out of the back of Colin's Jeep. And uh, I just remember that film. It's probably coming back. And to your point, John C. Riley definitely made that movie. And Adam Scott. So, Stay tuned. Don't want to give too much more away about that. Plenty of quotes on the I'm pretty, way. I'm pretty sure John C. Riley was probably in a Friends episode at some point too, right, Colin? I mean, you got them all nailed. <laughs> the the one that it. the one that Ross, I don't know, like Rachel that episode. The one that got away. Yeah. <laughs> nice. When they were on a break. <laughs> That's right. Like a million of those. Bringing the clown. Number three. All right, fellas, I'm going to take you back to the year 1995 when I was a chubby little nine-year-old boy. So I could really relate to this character. Okay. When's the last time we had a comedian that was this entertaining without having to be vulgar? He was action comedy. He would break through tables. He would wear tight coats. Ladies and gentlemen, you know who I'm talking about. The late, great Chris Farley, T's and P's. The movie's Tommy Boy. Is this your coat? <laughs> Don't do it. Fat guy in a little coat. Fat guy in a little coat. Don't. Fat <laughs> guy in a little coat. Fat guy in a little You cannot have a top five comedy list without Chris Farley and David Spade together. You got Dan Aykroyd, Rob Lowe, you name it. I mean, 
tell tell you about this movie, man, Tommy Boy. I could sit down and watch this movie tonight and crack up like it was the first time. I mean, yes. you want to find out about a steak, you stick your head up a butcher's arse. Uh, I mean, Tommy won wingy. I mean, there's just so many quotable lines to this movie. And, you know, like I said, it's it's action comedy, right? I mean, the guy is just, he made SNL, you know, with his down by the river. I mean, there is not, there has not been another guy like that. And to your John Heater, Napoleon Dynamite pick, a movie called The Bench Warmers with David Spade and Rob Schneider, John Heater, that role was actually for Chris Farley. So there were many Sandler films. If you remember all his cameos in Sandler films, you would have seen Farley had he not passed um, back in the day. So T's and P's to my boy, Chris Farley, Tommy Boy, number three. What'd you do, Richard? <laughs> Dude, I love it. Golly, I love that movie. Was that from '95? You said '95. Oh yeah, '95. It's kind of funny because you went, you went. I think 2004 last time, and I went 2004, and I'm actually going to go 1995 with you again, <laughs> but completely scary. different movie. Okay. Now, I told you I'm going to get in, I'm getting into the sentimental part of the movies or now my picks. So this is the top three. This is my third. And this is, for me, a guy who uh, you don't really see many of his movies anymore. At least I haven't seen any. Damon Wayans in uh, Major Benson Payne in Major Payne. As of 0800, Red, I am replacing Major Frankfurt as your commanding officer. <laughs> Now, obviously, yes. you guys know I'm a veteran. I'm an Army veteran, so uh, this is kind of near and dear to my heart. When he goes out there and he's – I can't quote a lot. I, don't, I wouldn't want to quote a lot of the quotes here of this uh, nice establishment, but go watch it. You know, it's a little bit uh, – there's four-letter words here and there. Man, if it doesn't portray just what a drill sergeant is all about, like the pureness of, of him – Man, I just I, I, so many quotes in that movie. Uh, and again, you know, they're they're uh, they're kind of like an ROTC at a private school and he comes in and they're all kind of doing whatever. And uh, he just sets them straight. And he's uh, I remember the, the scene that I remember the most is when the little boy is scared to go to bed because there's, uh, you know, a monster in the closet. And Major Payne says, you know, you want me to do something about that monster in the closet? He goes up, he pulls out his nine millimeter and he shoots and he says he shoots like three or four rounds. And he says, well, if he's still in there, he ain't happy. So I really enjoyed that. And that that is a classic, man. That didn't pop up on my radar, but that is so good to me. Like a Damon Wayans film is like a Pauly Shore film. No one's going to remember it, but it was an amazing movie in that decade. The guy and, got, and one of the guys so got shot in the leg and he's like, you want me to help you take your mind off that pain? And uh, he, he breaks his finger and the guy's like, ah, oh, you broke my finger. He's like, yeah, you ain't talking about your leg no more. <laughs> that's great the one with the, the lady with her little son and she's oh, like yeah. apparently he had an accident he's yeah. like apparently he peed all over his pants <laughs> yeah. she's like well maybe that's because he's six he's like because he's six woman yeah. when i was six i had a full-time job <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah just, Love it. just i mean and you know just like really what you think of a drill sergeant that and i guess full metal jacket those kind of jokes are like th those are real you know you you might get a drill sergeant here or there that's not doing stuff like that. And I, and I, I regret it for you if you haven't, because, you know, I remember going through basic training 
And I, my two drill sergeants, the last names were Palm and Cheeks, Sergeant Palm and Sergeant Cheeks. And let me tell you something. You better not laugh when they say their names or when they're around because uh, you're going to get, you know, hell. <laughs> that is amazing. I love it. I love the pick. All right. So we're going to go three for three so far in round three in the 1995 flicks, guys. Coming in, we've talked about Chris Farley. Christian, earlier you mentioned Adam Sandler just as his, with his relationship to Judd Apatow, but my third-ranked movie is none other than Billy Madison, cult classic. My oh, wife yeah. hates the movie. I don't know. Maybe it's just middle-aged men that like it at this point in time. Let me tell you something. I was having lunch with my daughter who's in second grade the other day. I was having lunch. I looked down to her teacher, and I said, hey, I feel like Billy Madison. She looks at me like she doesn't know what I'm talking about. I go down. I'm like, please tell me you've seen Billy Madison. And she says, I was born in 1998. <laughs> wow. Hey, no excuse. That, that, no excuse. No, no excuses whatsoever. I love Billy Madison. So many quotable lines. So many funny characters. You know, Norm MacDonald, rest in oh, peace. Man. Obviously, Chris Farley, oh, rest yeah. in peace. T's and P's, man. Love the movie Billy Madison coming in at number three. Kevin, I can do a Chris Farley impression when he's uh, helping him pass his test. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it, guys. Oh, I won't do it. But there's a good chance that uh, is one piece of ace. I know from experience, dude, if you know what I mean. No, you don't. No, not me personally, but a guy I know, him and her, got it on. No, they didn't. No, no, they didn't. But you can imagine what it'd be like if they did, huh? 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 Good, great, grand, wonderful. No yelling on the bus. I just woke up my one and a half year old. Oh my gosh! <laughs> See Perfect you guys. Later. Oh boy. All right. Tough to tough to regain composure from that. Coming in at number three, I'm breaking the 1995 trend here. Going with a repeat 2009 flick, The Hangover. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? What? Do what? <laughs> Let the dogs out. You know, like, who let the dogs out? Who, who, who brought this? Man, so many quotable lines. Just, it was, it was so original in that moment for what it was. Just a fantastic movie. Uh, great comedy. Grossed, I think, $277 million in the U.S. Just uh, great. Love it. Hangover, number three. Oh, classic. Who's your favorite, Mr. Chow? Or can you do an impression of him? Can't, can't do that one. Oh, man. What was so great about that movie is I don't think they did a good job marketing it. I'm a huge movie buff, and I don't think there were high expectations, which maybe was their plan, which is why it exceeded expectations. And you talk about the guys like Bradley Cooper, what he's become since then. You know, Ed Helms was in the office. It was just gaining traction. Small guys. That launched his career to, to many other films. Man, what... What a great movie. You got Mike Epps, you know, playing the other Doug. Just so many, so many great characters, man. Great trilogy, indeed. There you How go. about that? Good pick, man. Solid. All right. Number two. All right, guys. So we're getting into our top two. These got to be cream of the crop good here. So I'm going to subtract. I'm going to go down from 95, and I'm going to go to 94. You know, when your boy was just little eight-year-old kid now and i'm talking about if these comedies were that good when i was eight and i'm 35 years old they did something right back in the day 
And this was a 1994 classic. Rotten Tomatoes must have been like nicer back in the 90s because they gave this film 67%. I think it's one of the all-time top comedies, not just in my book, but across scenes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jim Carrey. It's Jeff Daniels. It is the 94 classic, Dumb and Dumber. (sighs) Harry, are you in there? Be right out! I hope you're not using the toilet, it's broken. Huh? The toilet doesn't flush. Um, I mean, for me, it's the diner scene when they're in there with that guy who's trying to, you know, get the briefcase back and, you know, they ended up like putting stuff in his burger to get him to take those pills. He's like, Hey, how's your burger? And then he's like, no, tell me about that. He's like, why don't you eat up? We'll tell you. And then the guy eats the pills. They're like, pills are good. Pills are good. There's just so many random classics. I mean, you know, Samsonite, I was way off, you know, check out the butt on that. Yeah. He must work out. (laughs) I mean, everything about that movie, man, just the soundtrack, um, the one scene where (laughs) was it Jeff Daniels is pumping gas and it catches on fire and this girl's trying to flirt with him and he's sitting there on fire. He's like, come on. He's like cursing her out. Uh, I mean, there is nothing better, man. Like my wife and I probably watched that movie during 2020, like 10 times, just and we appreciated it and respected it even more today. So Dumb and Dumber for me, couldn't have a list without it. Number two. Fantastic. It's probably coming back around. Christian, do you remember this? When Dumber and Dumberer, or whatever the sequel is called. Yeah. Um, you and I and Dilworth actually went to go see like a 10 p.m. showing of this. And it was <laughs> it was such a letdown, man. I remember dozing off in the movie. <laughs> You know, that's probably just because I'm 60 years old and I go to bed at, you know, nine o'clock now. But um, I remember I, that because that one didn't even have Jim Carrey. That had like Shia LaBeouf and a bunch of low rate actors. Right. I mean, it, it wasn't no, the we, one. No, it wasn't we went, the sequel one. Yeah. Yeah. We went to the one with Jim Carrey in it. Okay, so the Dumb and Dumber 2 yeah, or whatever, yeah, whatever okay. it was. Yeah. Got it, got it, yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a letdown. I mean, they tried to sac- have it with like Rob Riggle. You know, they tried to make it a little more current, yeah. but it just kind of flopped. So definitely agree. And those guys got older too. I mean, they <laughs> that haircut was cool in 94 for Jim Carrey, but <laughs> not anymore. All right, man, we're already at two. It's going by pretty fast. So for me, this one, again, about the time I'm – high school age senior in high school 2005 40 year old virgin hi how are you i'm fine are you fine yeah you're fine then and steve carell and you know really before he was like legendary with the office um this movie to me i watched so there was like there's like 20 clips there's like a a 20 clip youtube video out there And this is probably like 11 o'clock at night last night. And I'm going through my list, you know, just sitting in the bed. My, my wife's next to me, she's passed out and, and we're watching the, the part I'm watching the part where he's talking about, you know, what in the, they're on the table and he's like, yeah, it feels like a, you know, like a bag of sand. And the guy's like, wait a minute. Have you ever had sex? You never had, this guy's a virgin, you know? 
And he's like beating himself up on his bike as he's going home. And I'm like, and I just, I'm just like trying to not laugh, but also laughing at the same time. My wife just rolls over and just punches me in the shoulder. She's like, go to bed. You know? And I'm like, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching the 40 year old virgin. She's like, oh my God, go to bed. Dude, dude, that is so classic because like, you know, again, Judd Apatow, Steve Carell. I mean, Paul Rudd may be the best character in that. Oh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen was Seth so Rogen's young. Hilarious. That was really his coming out party. And, and then you had little cameos like Kevin Hart, Jonah Hill walking into the eBay store trying to like <laughs> buy these crazy boots. You know, I mean, there's just so much about that movie. And what's funny about that movie is in about four or five years, that's going to be a movie about me, which is so cool. Um, I'm kidding. I got a one and a half year old daughter in life, but still, you know, at one point when I saw that movie, I was like, this kind of hits home. You know, I want to say at the time, I def, I don't know if I was uh, a virgin or not, but I can remember it be like hitting home. Like, you know, the, the guys were trying to teach him how to pick up girls and I'm like, okay, all right, I've got to, I've got to ask more questions. I got to answer a question with a question. And then you know, <laughs> the speed dating round. Hi, I'm Gina. Yeah. You know, so I may or may not have taken some notes from that. Nothing wrong with that. Like you said, you're happily married. So, Not surprised that that's on a list. Obviously a classic comedy. Christian, same movie as you for number two, buddy. I got Dumb and Dumber. How about that? 1994. Yes. How about Parody this, account. Man? How about this, dude? <laughs> this is crazy. And in some of my random musings and look up looking up facts <clears throat> all right so jim carrey was just coming off the success of ace ventura pet detective in the mask okay two blockbusters that really got his career kick-started obviously in living color before that but originally they offered him something like three hundred thousand dollars to do dumb and dumber he negotiated it all the way up to seven million Okay. Now here's wow. the kicker. Here's the kicker. First of all, Steve Martin turned it down. So did Martin Short. They turned down <laughs> that as well. All right. The, the producer or the director of the casting director, whoever that was of the movie did not want Jeff Daniels, but Jim, Jim Carrey wanted Jeff Daniels. So in an order, in, in, in an effort to not cast Jeff Daniels, they offered him a ridiculously low salary of $50,000. Okay. He took it. He took $50,000. You got Jeff Daniels, pretty, pretty big, uh, you know, superstar movie, uh, yeah. an actor back then. I mean, I, it was more like dramas and things like that, but he was yeah. in speed right after this. I mean, that's how crazy it was. Yeah. But $50,000. Oh, by the way, the, the producers wanted Nicholas cage. That's who they Shut wanted. Up. To, yeah. They wanted that, um, <laughs> which I would love to see today. Hey, here's you something else, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so the Fairley brothers, so much of that movie was actually ad libbed. And one of my favorite scenes is when Jim Carrey is in the bar and he sees the, the framed newspaper of us landing on the moon. Right. Okay. That was 100% ad lib. Like it was just hanging in the hotel, this particular newspaper and Jim Carrey just straight up makes it up as he's exiting the bar right there. And obviously, I mean, just a fantastic scene, but number two, dumb and dumber. Love it. Love it, man. Can't Always got to keep the camera rolling, man. If you're the producer, just li just let it roll with Jim Carrey. That's what we do on this show for me. And then Kevin edits out about half the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Number two for me. I'm finally getting in on the 1995 trend. It yeah. is a repeat, but I'm going with Tommy Boy. Man, such a great movie. I mean, 
so, so many quotes. Personal favorite is it, it doesn't hurt here or right here so much, but right here. <laughs> but in the deer scene, just. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Then right after that, Helen walks up the waitress. Oh, my God. What happened to your face? <laughs> Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, um, you know, the scene that reminds me of you is when uh, he's asking him who's his uh, favorite little rascal. Is it alfalfa or spanky? Oh, love it, love it, love it. Are we down to number one, fellas? Numero uno. I think you got <sighs> another job uh, waiting for you and, uh, you know, pretending to be Chris Farrell. <laughs> Look, I mean, I just need to keep eating and just be myself. Follow my dreams. All right, guys. Number one. All right. Kevin said it was impossible. And once again, we have proven Kevin wrong, which is what we've done now for 66 episodes. So, um, guys, we are here at number one on a list of top five comedies. This one is a repeat. And if you know me, this will not be a surprise pick. I'm going to start by saying it was 2008, 55% Rotten Tomatoes, but one of the most watched comedies for me, I believe in my lifetime. And I, I keep mental notes of how many times I've watched movies, how I can quote these movies. So this was an Adam McKay film. If you know him, he does a lot of work with Will Ferrell, but just to give you some more context here of why I love this so much, Judd Apatow himself, also in the producer's chair as one of the producers, this guy just keeps on pushing them out. It's Will Ferrell. It's John C. Riley. It's people like Adam Scott and Catherine Hahn, though, for me, that make this movie. It is Step Brothers. Hey, man. Did you touch my drum set? Nope. It's just weird because seems like someone definitely touched my drum set. Yeah, that is weird. Because I didn't touch him. Hey! Did you touch my drum set? Hey, knock it off! I know you touched my drum stick. Because the left one has a chip in it. Prestige Worldwide. I have a Prestige Worldwide mug, t-shirt, Boats and H-Word is one of my favorite songs from the movie. Uh, Adam Scott, when he's talking about, uh, you know, his his friends with Mark Cuban and super chef Bobby Flay. He's like guilty as charged with the stories. I mean, that character is Derek Huff. He's like, you want to punch me in the face, but you won't. What's up with you, Kimasabi? And, and then he gets punched in the face. I mean, like that movie to me, so quotable. You got Seth Rogen in that cameo where <laughs> Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are dressed in suits for an interview tuxedos to work at a sporting goods store. And then John C. Riley farts and he can't stop. And it's like, and then he's like, you know, I can smell it. And now I can taste it. It's <laughs> onion and ketchup. You know, I mean, there's just so many classic lines in that movie. A great soundtrack to to pair along with that as well. You got the Mighty Mighty Boston's at the end. You got Vampire Weekend kicking it off with a punk. I mean, just a great movie from start to finish. And for me, it's just I couldn't have my list without that. That was my number one. Immediately put that down and then filled in the rest, fellas. So number one, Step Brothers. Love it. Were you surprised? I mean, Colin, did you think that would be on my list? Probably. I definitely expected it to be. Top oh, three. dude, okay. I knew yeah. it was going to be. You knew it too, Kevin, right? I'm, oh, yeah, number one, man. If I mean, you've listened to the episodes prior, right? Like they were on my like iconic duos list. I mean, like, like right. I'm pretty sure Step Brothers have has been referenced at least ten percent of all the episodes so far. Oh, absolutely. My heroes, uh, who I want to be when I grow up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
right, I mean, nice they pulled it list. off perfectly because, you know, they're all these two old guys being like <laughs> teenage brothers, you know, in a right. split household. It's just so it's just hilarious. I, just, I still remember the part about, you know, don't touch my drum set. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So much room for activities. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had guacamole? Oh, man. So um, I did watch a couple of clips from that movie as well and uh, got me laughing last night. Um, man, it's just crazy because. Uh, a lot of these are are so far, you know, it must have been something about 1995, I guess, 1994, 1995. It was a good year. Good. It must have been a really good year. You know, Braves won the World Series in 95. So definitely That's was. it. Chop I think it, it definitely was a good, good year. But um, so I hate to do a repeat, but this one is uh, very, very near and dear to my heart. I remember this is probably the earliest memory that I have. And one of the few memories that I have of my grandfather, because he passed away uh, when I was young. But I remember watching, we used to watch TBS all the time because of the Braves. So, you know, we'd have our dinner and then we would go into the living room and we'd watch the Braves on TBS. Well, if TBS, if the Braves weren't on, we'd still have TBS on. If it wasn't Wheel of Fortune, you know. But then if it was TBS, every, uh, you know, after a couple of years, Dumb and Dumber came on. And I remember it wasn't in the movie, so I didn't get to see the whole, you know, like, you know, like, like actually the whole movie. I got like, tv edited versions you know while i was a kid but i remember the scene where he gives him the the um you know the laxative and oh, you know, yes. he's drinking it up and then he goes out on the date with the uh, mary and then he has to go to the bathroom and i remember my grandfather laughing like crying in tears laughing about that scene of him in the bathroom and i'm just like this is like just one of the uh, funniest memories i have of just just you know enjoying that movie but then again you, you're you know you're so quote quotable and who doesn't want to wear those tuxedos to a wedding or uh, some fun event uh, the orange and, oh, and yeah. carolina blue tuxedos. So but yeah i i remember uh obviously the the phone book and swim, swammy, swanny, swam, Samsonite. Sam, I knew, I knew it started with an S, but you know, I, I, the one I like the also is uh, with the IOUs and like, what, what is all these? It's like, where's all the money? He's like, those are IOUs. Those are better than money. Yes. Can I just go back to the bathroom scene though? Because <laughs> the number one gift that I use today is actually the Harry Dunn face when he's mid plop and and what's funny is like when in that scene when he just has sheer panic and he's like be right out he's like i'm <laughs> shaving and he's in there it's just you know he's crapping all over the place and then he out of paper he's out of toilet paper he's got to use a towel like i could like relate to that so bad <laughs> but what's funny about it, i've literally on tv within the past year recorded that full scene with sounds and everything and sent it to buddies like the like pooping oh. in the toilet and all that man that is so you know what that gives me an idea i should i should put that on a bluetooth speaker and just go like prank my wife tomorrow <laughs> It'd be right out. Yeah. <laughs> Shaving. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. And then the, the police officer, hey, what are you guys doing? You drinking some, uh, some, some, uh, you Can't know, whatever cough he said. Yeah, a little cough <laughs> And then he, he's like, you don't want any of this. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man. So good. I got to go watch that. We'll see yeah. you guys later. Traded him straight up. Traded him straight up for this. <laughs> Absolutely. Great pick. Uh, worthy of a number one spot yeah. for sure. Absolutely. It's worthy of a number one spot. And my number one pick is also something that's 
been on Colin's list, been on Christian's list, and it's going to be on my list. That's going to be Tommy Boy. I'm skipping you one towel. More towels need sleepy. I'm skipping you one mint for pillow. Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. But actually not a mega hit from a, a grossing standpoint. 20 million budget, only made 32 million, but it is a mega hit in 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 the realm of comedies, right? It just holds a special place and and so many people's hearts again. Maybe it's just middle-aged men. I don't know. But man, <laughs> Chris Farley and David Spade, I don't know if the duo gets any better than that. I mean, just start to finish the movie. You just laugh the entire time, right? I mean, he starts he starts out being late for his exam in Marquette. Sign yeah. that, that writes Herbie Hancock <laughs> for his answer, right? Gets his D, passes, graduates. My boy, Tommy, gets off the plane. He's excited, right? Goes to his little frat party. I mean, and it's just on from there. Golly, making jokes about the thin candy shell of M&M's. Richard, I'm surprised you didn't know about that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we could go on and on, man. Uh, Love that movie, so number one, Tommy Boy. Love it. Great pick, Kevin. All right. Well, it's probably no surprise where I'm going number one. Kevin, um, I guess, foreshadowed it earlier. Uh, it's Wedding Crashers for me. It, you better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. You know, Vince Vaughn sets the bar uh, for comedies uh, in that type of humor. You throw an Owen Wilson with it. Man, it's tough to beat. Pretty good storyline, but just great quotes throughout. So many great quotes. I just, I, it's hard to envision another movie hitting like that for me from a comedy standpoint, but surprised that it wasn't on more lists, uh, but Wedding Crashers, number one. Love it, Colin. There was no question that would be your number one. And I think if I was making an extended list, I said, that sounds disrespectful to you maybe, but there were so many that I was leaving out that to me, like none of my movies, if I, if you told me to rank top 50, every single one of those would be worthy of being in the top list. I mean, that's how hard this was. So love that pick. And like you said, I mean, Vince Vaughn and Wilson together, man, it doesn't get better than that. You couldn't replace one of those guys with somebody else. The chemistry is there. Christopher Walken, Bradley Cooper, your girl, Rachel McAdams. Even Todd, right? The painting was a gift, Todd. You love Todd, right? <laughs> oh, Todd. You know, the, the movie that did not make anybody's list that I was really shocked it didn't make Collins was Bull Durham. I expected to see Bull it's Durham a on his list. That's a, more of a Rami comedy, right? I don't know. It's still funny, though, man. <laughs> you guys are yeah. lollygaggers. All you do is lollygag. You lollygag. Was yeah. that even did that even come up, Colin? Or did it you didn't, that's more of a sports you know, I, movie, right? I tried to stay away from from things that would fall into other genres. Like I, I considered four Christmases, but I left it because we've talked yeah. about it in Christmas movies. The one that probably was six for me was Super Troopers. You know, it was oh, kind of right there. Classic. I didn't even think of that, but that is good, man. Yeah, so so Morgan, we always like to say, you know, what's on your cutting room floor? So like for me, I'm kind of mad at myself. I didn't have a Happy Gilmore or a Billy Madison. I think part of that is because we did rank our top five Sandler flicks. And I was like, I've already got them in a list somewhere and I couldn't squeeze them in when I was thinking of like a all time list. So I'm a little bit upset with that. But other movies like Anchorman and Dodgeball to me are movies mm -hmm, that stand definitely. the test of time. Well, Anchorman then, was on mine. Dodgeball it was on yours. Was one yeah, that dodgeball's I, right there. Too. Was tough to cut. Yeah. 
And I will say I've got two that if you haven't seen them, make some time to do it in your life. They don't make a top five. One is called Grandma's Boy from 2006. It's a happy Madison film. It's all of Sandler's buddies, Nick Swardson, Jonah Hill, Alan Covert, Peter Dante. It only made $6 million in the box office. was a total flop. It's got cameos from David Spade, Rob Schneider. It's a cult classic. And then another one called Hot Rod, Andy Samberg, Danny McBride, Bill Hader, another one that's just all time i saw it seven times in theaters and also at the clemson astro rest in peace the junkyard clemson is wow. now in place but i watched that movie and quoted it line for line in 2007 i was rolling down the aisles man so morgan what was on your uh cut list dodgeball i, I don't think i had any vince bond ones but definitely dodgeball and then my wife and I, we recently, and I was worried about rom-coms. I was like, you know, can we really do rom-coms? I don't know. It's, yeah. And then Adam Sandler, I didn't have any Adam Sandler movies, as you mentioned, you know, so that kind of made me a little sad. And then also as I was going through them, you know, Robin Williams, I didn't have any Robin oh, Williams man. on there. So I, yeah. I was like, man, maybe I should put Mrs. Doubtfire. Cause that's definitely one I would, <laughs> I would watch a few times, but you know, he was just like, uh, you know, I don't know, just kind of, on the cusp there for me. So I just couldn't, couldn't have him in my top five, but as you mentioned with Adam Sandler, cause I even thought, well, you know, I'm a Clemson guy, so I should maybe do water boy, you know, because they yeah. beat the Clemson tigers in that movie, <laughs> That's unfortunately, right. That's right. but I thought, man, maybe I should do Adam Sandler. But then again, he has so many movies and he's kind of moved on. I mean, not moved on, but he's kind of dabbled in some more serious movies that were also in gems. my opinion good. Yeah. And I thought, you know, um, like bedtime stories. I really like that one, even though that's really mm -hmm. more geared towards kids. But yeah. I watched that one with my daughter and, you know, with the family. And, you know, it's just kind of like just dumb, funny, you know, not sure. too vulgar, like some of the some of the stuff we've mentioned. But yeah. Um, but yeah, Adam Sandler really deserves to to me. He probably deserves his own top five, which sounds like yeah. you guys have already done. So, yeah, that, that's kind of why I felt OK with it, because it's it's hard to leave those off. He's had so many. If you were making a top 100, I'm sure I'd have 20 Adam Sandler films. Now, you being far. the movie buff, yeah. did it you know, we talked about going back to the 90s. Did it yeah. start with Chris Farley and David Spade or. Were, did they, I, I'm, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of naive thinking that it must have started with them, but like, so you know, the movie era yeah. of comedy, as we all said, they all seem to be interconnected. And, you know, if you're not starring, they're at least in the behind the scenes somewhere. So for me, to be honest with you, I think Adam Sandler, I think movies like Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore and then Tommy Boy and other things were kind of in there, too. But I really grew up like my family was watching the Adam Sandler movies. Right. So like my parents were loving them. So, of course, you know, your Billy Madison, your big daddy, even up into 99 and Jim Carrey. OK, so he's a guy. So liar, liar, the mask. Mm -hmm. I was obsessed. I would say if I'm looking at it, you know, I, I other than Dumb and Dumber, you know, I didn't have those other movies. But Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, Spade combo. I think you're talking about the most influential movie kind of actors in my nineties realm right there. So I, I can't think of anyone else outside of that right now. You know, I could be leaving some out, um, but those were, those were the ones that and the late night comedies were good too. Like I remember as a kid sneaking to stay up late, going back and turning the TV on and seeing Jim Carrey on living color and oh, like, absolutely. Uh, you know, Chris Farley and all those guys on Saturday night live when I'm not supposed to be awake still. But I guess that's kind of how they all got connected was either the comedy scene or the touring, you know, or oh, on yeah. Saturday Night Live. 
So that's true. I mean, SNL had the huge influence. Actually, one movie that I, I didn't add to this list, it's a little cheesy, but I loved the Austin Powers collection growing oh, up. I don't yeah. know about you guys, but especially the spy who shagged me, the second one, I mean, mini me. I mean, that was just <laughs> right up my alley there. The same guy responsible for the Austin Powers movies is also the guy that masterminded all the Meet the Parents movies as well. You know, really? Meet the Fockers and the Little Fockers. That's right. Uh, That's so right. crazy how connected so, it is. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, it really is. I mean, obviously the 90s, right? Sandler, Farley, the whole SNL crew. But Morgan, going into the the late 80s, I, I'm 40, so I'm a little bit older than than these guys. But I remember John Candy being that guy. Love planes, trains, oh, yeah. and automobiles. Uncle Buck, summer Uncle rental. Uncle Buck, I love that. Um, I remember what about my Chevy dad. Chase, man. Yeah, Chevy I know you Chase had Caddy well, Shack, Obviously, we had but no I re- vacations. I re- I know, man, and I, that whole entire vacation is is tremendous. Oh but yeah. I remember my dad actually taking me to the movies to see Uncle Buck. That was one of the first movies I saw in the theaters. But you know, as far as my movies that were cut guys i mean wedding crashers was on that the hangover was on that but then the one that was a little bit maybe off the grid that that nobody's mentioned was was friday i grew up watching friday love friday all of the friday movies are absolutely hilarious so um that's something that when i see it on i'm still still throwing it on and it's got so many quotable lines too but i love that but hey, awesome. man, as, as we kind of wrap this thing up, Morgan, I want to do something kind of impromptu right here. Christian, I'm going to ask you to give me a sound effect in just a second, but we're going to go through something called, <laughs> we're going to go through something called the lightning round right here, buddy. Okay. I'm going right. to give you just some random, random Ooh. questions. I want you to just off the cuff, man. You just let me know what your thoughts are. And then after that, man, just tell all the people where, where they can find you. And, um, man, we would love to have you back on again yes. at some other point in time, but, uh, real quick, you ready for the lightning round? Oh yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Clemson's football record next year. Let's go 15 and 0. All right. Love it. Who's Clemson's next baseball coach right now? The Notre Dame guy, Jared. All right. All right. What is your most used app on your phone? Ooh, unfortunately Twitter. All right. <laughs> what's the, what's the best little debbie cake all right i'm gonna go with fudge round all right your favorite your favorite cereal cinnamon toast crunch yes what's what's the best fast food french fries arby's curly fries wow favorite or checkers but you know there's no checkers yeah yeah rallies (laughs) favorite clemson player of all time cj spiller favorite band band i could listen to any given moment would be lincoln park all right, and last but not least, your most hated athlete of all time. I try not to hate anybody. You know, I'm, try, I'm trying to turn a new leaf here. I'm trying to be a, an adult and love everybody. Uh, <laughs> we, for, we've got a, we've got a, we've got a God's most creature. hated. We've got I'm, a watching, most hated, I'm watching hated Draymond Green right um, now. So. Most hated? Oh, this is hard. This is really hard. LeBron James. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, it's so easy. Like, LeBron James is definitely coming to my head for basketball. But I would almost say I didn't really like – I always hated Reggie Miller because he would oh, yeah. always drain a three on you all the time. But that's but okay re- if it's against the Knicks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I didn't really like A-Rod when I was growing up, like when he was playing baseball. Really, just, I didn't like him. But <laughs> said A-Rod. <laughs> A-Rod, yes. 
<laughs> All right. Hey, the lightning round. You survived, man. Oh, oh. Tough. I'm going to have to come back with the most hated because I, I definitely got some resentment still in my heart somewhere. I just got to dig it back up. That's right. Is it I Phil like Mickelson? It. Barry or Bonds, maybe for, you know, his cheating. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then again, I've kind of forgiven him over time. Hey, Richard, well, Sh- Richard Sherman and his trash talk. I just, I hate that. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. We've got, we've got lots of most hated out there. Well, listen, bud, thanks so much for for joining us tonight, man. We had a good time. Hope you did. Tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, so um, every single week I put out new content over on the YouTube channel at uh, The Morgan Thomas Show or on Twitter at The Morgan T Show because I can't fit in the whole name there. I try to keep it simple so I go by my name so you can look it up, Morgan Thomas. And then also I've been doing some – part-time work over with 105.5 The Roar. If you're in the upstate or you have the app, you can listen to me on the Mickey Plyler show Thursday mornings. I produce or sometimes Fridays, it seems, uh, but mostly Thursday mornings. Love it. Well, Morgan, yeah, we had a great time, man. Had a blast. Thank you so much for coming on, man. We had fun. You know, we're going to send this out to you, blast it out there on the Twitterverse and get everybody listening, man. But we had a great time. We appreciate your time, man. Thanks for all you do. Thank you for your service. And man, we just enjoy listening to you, man. I'll be listening to you tomorrow morning. I'll make you plow their headed into work. So yeah, I appreciate it. I got two other co-hosts too, Houston and Alan. Bring them on too. Hey, we love it, man. Let's make it happen. Absolutely. Hey, season two, episode two is wrapping up. We got season two, episode three coming back at you next Monday as we rank our favorite soundtracks of all time. So we look forward to uh, joining with you guys again next week. Thanks for listening to the Power Five Podcast. And until then, say goodnight, Kevin. Kevin.